All right. Well, grace to you all and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus and in the power of our Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today's theme is this. I can have confidence because I am forgiven and I can be changed. We've been learning this month at Vacation Bible School about where our confidence comes from. And our confidence is learning to see yourself the way God sees you. We found that the more you get to know Jesus, the more you understand how great God's love is for you. And the more you understand that love, the more confident you can become. You need to know, God thinks you're pretty amazing. I'm talking about all of you right here and you online. God thinks you are amazing. And that's why he sent Jesus for you. And Jesus knows you. Think about it. Jesus knows each and every one of us better than anyone else. And to him you belong. And he's always there to forgive you, no matter how much you might have messed up. And when we start to believe that, when we start to live that out, that's when we can have confidence. That's when we can take risks and understand that we are forgiven. As Luther would say, it's live boldly. You know, it doesn't, it feels so great that someone can accept you for who you are. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to feel like you got it all together, that I'm perfect in some way. You don't have to wear the perfect mask. To know that you are loved and accepted just as you are. Imagine that. God knows us so well that God knows when he messes up. God knows when we want to cover it up and to pretend that it never happened. God knows that. And God knows the times in which we choose to walk away from God's way. When we intentionally don't follow Jesus. And today we're going to talk about a man by the name of Zacchaeus and find out how and what happens when it seems like the distance between where we are and where God is is too far for us to span. There's not enough of us to make it where God is. So, let's talk about this man named Zacchaeus. And I don't know, maybe you don't know much about Zacchaeus. It's not really in our, our lessons every Sunday. I mean, we never get to preach on this very seldom, and so this is kind of fun. But um, maybe you remember when you were a wee little child, you sang a song about this guy, and I think we should do that. So go ahead, Eddie. Let's play it. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you, you come, come down. down. For I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. 
All right, now you've heard it. Let's sing it loud. A little actions. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree. And, and he, he said, Zacchaeus, you come, come down. Going to your house today. I'm going to your house today. Wow, did that take you back a few years, right? No doubt. You know, I sang that song this week, and all I could think about is for hundreds, if not thousands of years, to be known as a wee little man. Wow. Too much. Too much. So Kiss lived in Jericho, actually. Jericho, one of the oldest cities in the world. And as you can see, he was a really rich man. Now, the first thing I want to say is rich and wealth are not evil. They are not. But when the love of that gets in the way of God, then it becomes a detour. It becomes a blockage. It becomes a dead end. It becomes a problem. So, Actually, it's not the wealth that Zacchaeus had that was his problem. It was how he got it. He was cheating others. You see, he was a tax collector. And his job as a tax collector was to represent Rome, who was the enemy, and go out and get taxes from Rome, for Rome, from all the people. But he didn't just take what was owed. He took more than what was owed. He took extra so he could put it in his own pockets. And that's one thing. But you know how bad it was? He was the chief tax collector. It meant he had other tax collectors and he was the boss. And he was taking a little bit off of everyone else's and putting it in his pocket too. So he was really, really rich because he was really, really, really dishonest. And you know where he got all that money? From all of his neighbors. All the town people, no matter if you were successful or poor, Zacchaeus was standing there with his hand out and saying, slap it here, buddy. So how do you think the people in Jericho felt about this guy? Not very good. He was not anyone's BFF. In fact, I think the people probably hoped that someday someone would come along and look at Zacchaeus and say, all right, buddy, you're done. And by the way, everything you got, you need to stop and give it back. And let's make you pay for it. They wanted justice. They wanted vengeance. They wanted something to be fair. So one day, an honored visitor came to town. Yep, I'm talking about Jesus. And everybody in Jericho had heard about Jesus. They knew that he was an amazing rabbi, an amazing teacher. That he had healed people who were sick and made them well. They had heard he was the Son of God. And they all turned out. They all wanted to see this Jesus. And so did this Zacchaeus. He wanted to see Jesus, just like everyone else did. But he wasn't tall enough 
remember? He couldn't see above the crowds, even on his tiptoes. So he climbed a tree. I, I, I don't have a tree, but I have a stepladder, a step stool. And you know, I discovered when I stood on the step stool this week that there was no place to go. Once he was in the tree, it's not like he could hide. He couldn't get down and run away. I'm, I'm right here. There's nowhere to go. Everybody's going to see you, including God. How many times have we been hiding, trying to be invisible from God? And today, like Zacchaeus, there's nowhere to go. God sees you right where you are. And in fact, as Jesus passed underneath that tree, he looked up. And this is important, I think. He didn't look up and say, hey, little guy. He didn't look up and say, hey, shorty. He didn't look up and say, hey, cheater. Hey, bully. Hey, sinner. He said, Zacchaeus, you come down. You see, our Lord Jesus doesn't know us by what we do. He calls us by name for who we are. And today, as you gather in the house of God, you are called by name, by your Savior. And he said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay at your house today. And Zacchaeus was thrilled. He couldn't wait for Jesus to come to his house. He welcomed Jesus gladly. If he had a cell phone, I'm sure he would have been on it and saying, hey, Mrs. Zacchaeus, clean the house quick. We got a special guest coming. I mean, I don't know how about many of you, but sometimes when I get a call and someone's coming, guess what happens? We clean the house real quick and put it in a laundry basket and in it goes in the other room. Don't tell me none of you do that. I know you do. Yeah, that's right. You put the dishes out of the dish sink, into the dishwasher, or in the oven, whatever it is, just cover it up. I know some of you probably have maybe house cleaners that come and you have to clean the house before they get there. Zacchaeus could not do that. But you see, we're not really talking about his house. We're talking about his heart. We're talking about his life. And today, sometimes we want to clean up the mess in us before Jesus arrives saying, I'll get it ready for you, Jesus. And today I want to remind you that Jesus comes in the midst of the mess of your house. This house. He says, that's why I've come. To find the lost and the lonely and the sinners. To clean up our broken and filthy hearts that have been lured away all through this week to chase after false gods. Now, let's stop there a minute because the townspeople, uh, they were not happy. 
they wanted someone to come and put, Jesus, put Zacchaeus in his place, but it wasn't this holy guy. I mean, here's opposite ends. Really bad guy, really good guy, and they're going to meet together? Are you kidding me? That's not the way it's supposed to happen. We wanted Rome to take care of him or something. But not this holy one who says, son of God, healer of the sick. No, they wanted, they wanted something else. Can you imagine? Do this with me. Put your hand on your forehead go, oh. Point your finger. Point your finger. And I want you to say these words that are up on the screen. Jesus has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Can you imagine that? It's like God had mercy on someone that shouldn't have had mercy. Until you realize it was your house he was coming to. Jesus was coming to be your guest. And you're the sinner. And Zacchaeus stood up and declared that he was a changed man. He was overwhelmed by the love and friendship that Jesus showed him. You notice that Jesus didn't say, all right, this is what I want you to do, and then I'll forgive you. There was no list. There was no, um, these are the steps. There's 10 of them. When you get to the 10th one, then I'll forgive you. That's not how it worked. Jesus just forgave him as he was. And in response to that forgiveness, Zacchaeus says, I will give half of what I owe to the poor, half of what I own to the poor, and I will give back four times if I have cheated anyone. And that would have been everybody. And more than anything, Jesus stood in front of this crowd and he said, today, Salvation has come to this house. Today, salvation has come to your house. Now, Zacchaeus was not a good guy. But everything changed when Jesus simply forgave him. He gave him the confidence to act in love. Martin Luther said, faith and action go together like heat and fire. Today you are forgiven. We've all messed up. But that's why Jesus came on the cross. That's why there's an empty tomb. He's risen from the dead. So that our sins could be forgiven. And that we could feel the perfect love of God wrapping us up. You see, the bottom line is, no matter how much I mess up, God still loves you. And if you don't have to worry about what you've done wrong or how you can get it all together, it gives you the confidence to step out in faith and step into that forgiveness. And that's why Zacchaeus could give away half his money to the poor and pay back people four times of what he cheated him. And if, if he can be transformed, 
It means we can be transformed and experience God's love for ourselves. And the truth is there are things in all of our lives that need to be transformed, that need to be changed. Because every single one of us can be shaped more and more into the creation that God intended for us to be. Because it is God's love that transforms us. Because if you expect your power, your energy, your will to make it right, it's not going to happen. We need the power of God's love and we need the power of the Holy Spirit so that our hearts can be changed. You see, the bottom line, I can have confidence because I can change is because we are loved. We are forgiven. We do matter. Pastor Vicki read for us from that, from that Psalm 51, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Don't cast me away. Don't take away your spirit. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Sustain me in your willing spirit. Create in me a clean heart. Today, that is what God does. Gives you a new clean heart to go out and live love and be known by love. Rather than being known as the one who was cheater, rather than being known as the one who was short in patience, the one who yelled, the one who had short temper, today you are known by love. Because Jesus came to seek out the lost and to save the lost. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, thank you for this story of Jesus and this man named Zacchaeus. Help us to live with confidence every day because we know that we are forgiven. Man, it's so hard to admit that we need to change. It's so hard to admit that we're sinners, that we're not perfect. But we can be changed by your power to become more like you, to become more and more who you created us to be. Help us to remember the way you helped Zacchaeus to change and the way you gave him the confidence to make things right that he had done wrong. Give us that same confidence. And as you love us, may we love you. We ask these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen.